All right, all right. I got something a little special for you all this week. This is a bonus episode of the Limitless Life podcast. Here's the thing. I was recently a guest on my good friend Nancy Madoff's podcast, Unmute Yourself. We had an amazing conversation about dealing with trapped emotional energy, how it can mess with our mindset and our choices. We talk about boundaries. We talk about how things don't always have to be a struggle. And the reason the episode that I want, the reason I wanted to share this episode with you is because I actually had Nancy do a session with me before I said I would be a guest on the show again with her because I wanted her to experience what it is that I do because I'm not over here doing like basic mindset stuff. Okay. So she talks about her experience and I wanted to be able to share that with you all. And it was also really cool for me to get to hear her perspective of the experience because as she said, it left her feeling a little bit shaken up, but in a really, really great way. So as usual, this Friday, we are going to have the affirmation programs coming out. So this is a great week to stack these episodes. They kind of really go together well as well. And after you're done listening to this, I want you to go over and give the Unmute Yourself podcast a listen. Just remember, this podcast was originally recorded for that show. So you're going to hear the intro and all the stuff for her show. So it might seem a little confusing. But don't worry. <laughs> it all makes sense once you start listening to it. All right, let's dive into this. Welcome back, Podsters. This is this is it. This is the day. This is the day. This is the episode. This is the person. We have Ms. Brenda Johnston, who is back. FYI, heads up. I had Brenda on the show in 2023. It was the number one most listened to show, probably because I girl crush on Brenda like every episode. People are probably like, who is this woman? I need to go listen to her. So she's back. And Brenda, say hello. Hello. Thank you for having me back. You know, it kind of blows my mind sometimes when you're like, it was the number one episode. I'm like, that just warms my heart. Like I... I have to tell you... (laughs) It crept up slowly. And then just today I went to look, I was looking at something and I'm like, oh my God, it's number one, which I am thrilled about. Also mildly irritated because shouldn't people be listening to to my episode? I don't know. But anyway, not mildly irritated. It's all good. It's because it's it's because it's pure gold. So with that, we are going to get into it. So Brenda, tell everybody what you do. <laughs> so I am a subconscious mindset strategist. And I know some people might hear that and go, what, what is that? Right. I help people learn how to work with their subconscious mind and get to the root issue of things so that on a conscious level, they can take action, bust through plateaus, work with their subconscious and make more damn money. Because anybody who tells me they don't actually want to make more money, <laughs> sure, sure you don't. Make more money, leave the job, uh, leave the marriage. You know what? what be seen. Be seen. <laughs> yeah, we were. We the reason why I say the marriage podster is because we were just talking about that. Well, here's what's interesting. So, Brenda and I did a session together. Well, let me back up a minute. The reason why I wanted to bring Brenda back in January is because we are all we all have the new year, new me energy going on, which is great. I like to operate at that level all year, but for some people, it's peaks in January. So with the new year, new me, 
Brenda and I share a lot of similar views, such as you cannot say, I am going to manifest this life and then sit on the couch and wait for it to happen. Views like fake it till you make it. No. Nope. So what Brenda taught me a long time ago that I that I really stuck with me is you can't do things like that. You can't say, I'm going to write a best-selling book because your subconscious mind, and jump in here if I'm wrong, Brenda, will say, no, you're not. You don't, you're not the type of person that writes a that writes a best-selling book. So you need to change the way you're saying it. You need to change the way you're thinking it. The best way to do that is through your subconscious mind and let your subconscious mind do the work for you. Can we get a hallelujah, Brenda? Hallelujah. And also, so yeah. I, I'm a subconscious mindset strategist, but I also like to say I'm an energy mentor because what people don't understand is our energy speaks before our mouth even opens. Word. So if you're telling yourself you're going to write this book, but your belief is that that's not possible for you. The energy you're sending out into the world, and this isn't woo, it's science. We send out vibes, vibes come back, whatever you want to call it. If that is not a match to what you're trying to create, people can feel that. And any of you listening to this going, well, that sounds a little like woo. Have you ever walked into a room and there was a person in the room and you were like, woo, and you just needed to get away from them? Yeah. That's energy. Their energy and your energy don't, they're not mixing. And I see this so much, especially with entrepreneurs who are putting offers out there and they're just doing it in a state of like, I need to make more money or I need to do this. Nobody buys the offer. Yeah. Because you can feel the like the gross energy behind it. And shit's not clear. And even in the business world, I've had people say they want a promotion. And then they start doing the things, but deep down, their subconscious doesn't want the promotion because it's going to take up more time. They're not mm -hmm. going to see their family as much. Mm -hmm. So this is where the subconscious strategies come in. And it's like, okay, well, what is the, the belief here that needs to shift or move? Women well, who come to me like, oh, well, I could never make as much money as my husband, partner, whatever. What? <laughs> What, what, why? <laughs> Where's that belief come from? So that's why I'm kind of obsessed with the subconscious mind. <laughs> and I'm obsessed that you're obsessed because, no, I appreciate your obsession because my life is different after working with you, talking to you, getting to know you, listening to your podcast. It is. It's, it, it's so. I want you to talk a little bit about, so you left your corporate job, you just kind of really quickly, your paths to get where you are, because I think it's important for particularly all you corporate podsters who are like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to listen to this episode because I don't really need to get in the, the, the whole universe thing and the woo thing. It's not woo, it's science. And Brenda comes, she comes from corporate. So tell me, tell us what you did then and how you got to where you are. So I actually worked in marketing and advertising for 24 years. So I worked agency side. I also worked in house marketing, like in-house marketing. <laughs> that came out of my mouth wrong. And <laughs> it was interesting because even in those roles, it was always about human behavior. Because when you're in marketing, it's about how do you get people to buy the things, right? Yes. Yep. So I feel like it was a natural kind of transition. But also, as I explained in the 
the little mini episode we did, I started doing personal training as a side hustle, realized that people really needed the internal stuff. So I went back to school, became a nutritional therapist, became obsessed with the mind-gut connection, studied hypnosis, human behavior, cognitive behavior, all these things. And that's how this all came about. But then I had people in corporate like executives asking me if I could help them overcome confidence issues and all of these things. And I was like, yes, yes, I can help you with that. And that's <laughs> when I realized one, how freaking good I am at it. And two, how much I loved doing it. Mm-hmm. I have a client. She's one of my one-on-one clients. She's been with me for four years, not because you have to work with me for four years, because every freaking year she up levels in yeah. her corporate job. And now it's become what can I do now? And so with her, she started as like, not an executive. And she's like, I don't even, I can't even imagine being an executive because I haven't been a manager and I haven't done this. I'm like, what would it look like and feel like for you to be able to do that? And so we started visualizing it and getting to the root of why she didn't believe it was possible for her because nobody in her family had ever been an executive. Mm-hmm. And people kept telling her it wasn't possible. And people kept telling her she should be grateful for just having a job. Mm -hmm. And that face you just made was the same face that I was making because I was like, it's okay to give yourself permission to want more. That is not selfish. And that was a belief I had to work through when I hired my coach, when I was building out my business and still working full time was it's okay for me to want more for myself. Yeah. That there's nothing wrong. It's okay to want to make a shit ton of money because the more money I make, the more I can give back and the more opportunities I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's money actually has no meaning except the meaning we give it to like, right. give it to it. right, right, right. So I went on a bit of a rant there, but like, it's important for us to understand it's okay to want more for ourselves, but we have to get to the bottom of the beliefs that are preventing us from believing that. I, I love it. And I, I want to get to, so Brenda insisted that before she came back on this episode again, that, that I do a session with her. You know why? Because I'm not a typical mindset coach. So no. I need you to understand. Correct. Yes. Well, yes. So I'm going to get to that in a minute because the whole thing, not only was it hilarious and powerful, um, it was hilarious. I just want to tell the story about it because I just think it was really funny how it went down. But so Talk to me about trapped emotional energy, because I think that's a lot of what happened in our session. Yeah. So typically what happens is when we have an emotion, we process it and we release it. But at various points in our lifetime, you might be having an emotion and something happens that prevents the release from it. You don't process it. And our body stores this trapped emotional energy. We don't need to know where it's stored. You just need to know that we all have, we all have thousands of trapped emotional things. Okay. (laughs) And you don't need to release them all. That's bullshit too. And so when we started asking questions to get to the root of things, it was clear to me that with you, there was probably some trapped emotional energy related to a past thing. I don't need to know what the past thing is for us to be able to deal with it. I connected you to your subconscious mind so you could get answers and you do this through, we call it muscle testing or whatever you want to call it. And so you essentially 
were in a state of relaxation talking to your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And it was telling us what was trapped. So I have a protocol that I follow. I'm asking very specific questions and it leads to the answer. And then we go, okay, cool. Do we need to know more about this emotion? Your body was like, nope, cool. Let's deal with it. And we deal with it using Chinese medicine, which again, not woo. And we're using a meridian that (laughs) runs basically from underneath your nose all the way to the back of your spine. Unless you are Gumby, your arm doesn't reach that far. So we just use a piece of this meridian that helps us release the trapped emotions. But we also were connecting you to a part of yourself, which you were surprised. Very, very. <laughs> came out. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's just talk about it because let's just talk about it. So what happened, Podsters, was before Brenda would come back on again, she insisted that we do a session. I'm only kidding. She, what she said was, you, I really want to do a session with you because you really, we can't really talk about what I do unless you experience it. And I thought I knew what she did, and I did not. So picture me in Naples, Florida. I was, you know, having a grand old time. And I'm like, so Brenda, because I'm always, you know, there's, I'm like, what, what, what's the goal of this meeting? What, what, what do we, what, what do we want to achieve? And Brenda is all like, we want to achieve whatever you want to achieve. What do you want to achieve? What? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, can I do it on the beach? And she's like, well, do you have, can you be clear on the beach? Can there be, can you be, can you speak freely? Can you be covered? So she got me into a state where I'm like, all right, all right. All right, I'm going to have to be crystal. I, I need to be crystal clear. There needs to be no one around. So I did not do it on the beach because she, quite frankly, she scared me because I was afraid I would lose Wi-Fi and she would be upset with me. So through a series of... So here's how I would describe it. So I didn't have any... My only goal was... I think was it I wanted to be a little less stressed out. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. You wanted peace in the house is what came up. Oh, Shalom bayit. It is a, uh, yes, it's a Yiddish expression. Peace in the house. Yep. Which is what that part of you essentially wants. So we'll talk about that. You keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So what I wanted was, um, I wanted peace and calm in my, in my, I wanted peace and calm. And on this particular day, I remember why I wanted it in my, in my home life, by the way, crazy about my husband. He's the best. Um, and I, I wanted to, I wanted less friction about a particular matter at home. Okay. So Brenda asked me a series of questions and, and I believe that you got me to tap into my subconscious mind and get to the root of, I might get emotional here guys, because this blew me away in a million years. I never would have thought this at the end of the day, my, my subconscious mind was doing what it was doing, or I was acting the way I was acting because I wanted to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And that blew me away. In a million years, I never would have thought that. That is how buried it was. That's how, and and I know why, I, you know, and I know why, and I, I I get it. That is how trapped it was or buried or whatever you want to say, and I'm going to have Brenda talk about it in a second. Never in a thousand years would I have thought that. And the more I thought about it in the days afterwards, the more it made so much sense. I never would have come up with it on my own, ever, ever. 
I also know why I wouldn't have ever come up with it on my own. But my point is, it was it was so deep in there. So then, after the session, I don't know if I told you this, Brenda. I had this this conversation with my husband, and I said, um, you know, I, this was really an epiphany. This is this is why I do what I do, or this is why I act like this when this happens. And I think it's important for you to know that where it's coming mm. from. You didn't because tell me that. That's amazing. I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. And so, Podster, stay with us because I'm gonna. I'm, we're gonna tie this back to your career and all the other things. So, all right, Brenda, I just totally like vomited because I because this was so wild. I never in a million years would have guessed that. So, but it is wild because we connected to this part of you that was behaving in certain ways, and our parts want. There's a positive intention to all the parts we have. And so we were getting to the bottom of what that part wanted. And yes, it was about being safe, but the core desire was that it wanted peace. And so it's like when you get to the core desire of what a part wants, you can integrate that and that peace, the inner peace becomes available to all of you. And then the part gets integrated and then you start behaving in different ways. You create new habits. You have different conversations like the one you had with your husband. And it's like, I always say to people, the deep inner work doesn't need to be hard and take forever. I don't know about you, but I don't even, I make meditations and hypnosis and I don't want to be sitting around for 30 minutes a day doing that. Right, right. This is about getting to the root of the thing and then being able to transform it basically on the spot. Right. Right. Like I, nobody's got time to be journaling for two hours a day as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Well, in the end result, the result is, yes, I had this conversation and also it's gone now. It's, Mm -hmm. it's gone. It's, it's gone. Like I, I don't feel the need to be safe anymore because I feel safe. Because you fully believe that you are safe. Right. Right. And was it hard? Was it hard? What we did? No, 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 no. Nope. It was uncomfortable. The, yeah. the session. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's um, what I say to people. It it's it can be uncomfortable, but I'm not going to leave you in the shit. Right. Right. Whereas I've had a lot of talk therapy and I always and there's a time and a place for it, but I felt like they would take me backwards constantly and leave me in the shit. And reanalyzing the things. I'm like, I don't want that. I want to be present so that I can move forward. I want the tools so that I can move forward. Right. And and then the other thing that was really cool, so I and I think I don't remember when I asked you this. I said, "So, when am I going to know if it worked or something like that?" Right? You know me, right? Well, I, 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 everybody I, asks that. Though, what's the ROI and when can I expect results? Right? And Brenda very kindly said, "You know, there's not going to be an epiphany. You're not going to wake up one day and and be like, it worked. You're gonna you're gonna feel differently." And then I realized, like maybe a week later or two weeks later. I spent probably two thirds of 2023 stressed out. I mean, really just operating at a, at a vibration that was like, un like it, it can't be, it can't be sustained. Couldn't be. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not stressed anymore. Like I feel like myself again. I didn't know I didn't feel like myself because I was so stressed for so long that I, that's how I, that's who I thought I was. And I was able to get back to myself. And it was, I didn't know I'd let myself go ahead. You want to say something? Can we add to that? Because that's what happens, especially when I was in corporate, 
I didn't recognize that I, I wasn't feeling it myself because I was in this like fog of overwhelm and burnout and I didn't even recognize it. Mm-hmm. 90% of the women who come to work with me and eat, I work with men too. It's 90% women. They can't even tell me what makes them happy. Yeah. Because yep. they don't know. Yes. Yep. Yep. And like, it's crazy. And so when you get to the bottom of what are the beliefs preventing you from doing that? Woof. Woof. Life changing. <laughs> Life changing. So what you did with me, the exercise you do with me, by the way, Potsers, it was like an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. Do you do that? Is that something you do with your one-on-one clients? Is that something that you do on demand? Like what? Tell me how that fits into how you work with people. So we did something special with you. Typically, I wouldn't do like a 60-minute thing with somebody that I didn't right. know, right. Um, just because it's hard to kind of get to the bottom of things and give them what they need because it takes time. So I have a 90-minute power session that I will do with people, but the majority of people work with me in my three-month kind of coaching mentorship program because that's where you get yeah. the game-changing yeah. shit happening because you're with me every week for 60 minutes. And then once you've done that, then I have people who either continue to do that or they'll start doing like a 90-minute power session like once a month. Yep. But I do have some people who book in with me to do the 90-minute because they just want to experience what it's like. And then typically they end up working with me for the three months. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I could see why. I could definitely see why. It's it's really hard to explain, Podster. So it's it's like removing everything that's blocking you from your best self that you don't even know is blocking you from your best self. That's how yeah. I would describe it. We're reintroducing you to your best self. Yeah. yeah. So that you can start to create the habits and do the things that she would be doing instead of second guessing yourself and feeling like you're overwhelmed and you're people pleasing and doing all the things for everybody else. It's like, no, no, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It doesn't yep. have to work like that. Yep. Love it. Love it. Okay. Did you want to add anything else about that? No, I think that was a really, I loved actually hearing your, I, and I know we've talked about it, but I like hearing your perspective of what it felt like. That was great. It's great. Cool. It's funny because I forgot about the whole piece in the house. I forgot. I, I either forgot or I repressed it, but whatever. That's all. That's a whole nother. That's the thing too, is once it's available to you, you don't need to you're be done. thinking about it all the time. Right. If you're constantly analyzing the thing, looking for the thing, you're going to slow down your own progress because you're creating blocks because you're looking for what's not working or has it worked yet? It's like, no, just trust the process and trust yourself. You don't need to be thinking about peace in the house because you're exp- you're living it. Right. Because you're experiencing the peace in the house. Yep. Yep. Totally. Totally. All right. So let's talk about, because it's new year, new me energy. Stories and beliefs that are holding people back. What? Well, I was going to ask you, what's the most common limiting? Oh, I'm going to tell you. Can I tell you what the most common one is? Yeah, go. Okay. Yeah, go, go. It has to be hard. I love this. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Losing weight so, has to be hard. Getting healthy has to be hard. Making money has to be hard. Because we've been taught our whole entire lives that it has to be hard. Changing careers has to be hard. Doing the thing has to be hard. It's, it, nope. No. It doesn't. But if you believe it has to be hard, guess what shows up in your life? Hard. Proof and evidence that it has to be hard because your subconscious mind, I love our subconscious minds. It loves clarity and it loves clear direction. Right. And it's very literal. 
So if you're constantly looking for what isn't working, your subconscious mind's going to be like, this isn't working. That's not working. That over there is not working. It's going to give you the proof and evidence you're looking for. Well, why you can't. better questions, get better answers. Instead of being like, oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I started saying, what's the best possible thing that could happen? Yep. And new possibilities and opportunities start showing up. Yep. Yep. Words matter. Words matter. So much. Because words impact your thoughts, which impact your beliefs, which impact your outcomes. I mean, that's the whole premise of my new book. Did you know I'm writing a new book, by the way? I did hear that. I'm quite excited about that. Podcast. Yeah. So anyway, so the, the words that you use impact your subconscious mind, right? Yeah, because our subconscious loves the language of visualization and it loves emotion. Mm-hmm. So if you can exaggerate the emotions and the pictures in your head, that's how we can create new beliefs. And that's how we create things in our life, aka manifestation, which is that word, but whatever, <laughs> literally means to make real. So our emotions, like think about this, right? If you're scared of something and you're talking negatively about it, what is the emotion inside of you? It contracts your energy. It makes you have probably stomach problems and you just feel like you're like, eh, and you're all balled up. But if you have a positive emotion going towards something, you feel more expansive and open and positive and words matter. Because if I'm sitting here complaining about something, do you think I'm creating positive emotions around that? No. No. <laughs> no. no. I'm sitting no. here getting angry or doing whatever. It's like, me, silly. <laughs> So it's interesting. I'm glad you talked about um, one of the first things you do with your clients is you visualize the outcome. That's also one of the first things I do with my clients. And I have this little vision exercise and I have them draw out what five years from now, what do you want your life to look like? They draw it out. It depends on the client, but they draw, they do a little sketch. And I think you've heard the story that I found an old journal I found an old journal and it, I had sketched out this ideal life and all of it matched uh, and it matched three photos that were in my photo field, photo, photo, what is it? Photo real, whatever on my phone. And so, and I tell them to get specific and, and it's fascinating. Like I remember I was doing this with a group and with a, at a keynote and this one woman I hope she's listening. She was mapping out, you know, drawing out what she wants her life to look like. And she wanted to have a grilled cheese truck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so cool, right? Grilled tree, cheese food truck. Mm. And I said, I just casually walked by her and I said, just one. And, and the look on her face, she's like, no, I, I want a lot of them. I'm like, draw them. Draw out all of these little, you know, food trucks. And I guarantee you that the people in that audience that did that exercise, and I'm going to link, actually, I have it. I'm going to link to the to the sheet. The people that actually draw that out and do that and keep it somewhere, like where they pull it out maybe once a year or, you know, some people made it one, some people made their screensaver because it's fun and it's whimsy and whatever. Guarantee you and that that, that is what their life ends, like, ends up looking like. Yeah, because you're giving clear direction to your subconscious mind. Energy follows intention. Intention is the operating instructions. Yes. Essentially to your life. And I do it the way I do it with people is I'm putting them in a very relaxed state. We're testing a statement. And then I'm like, okay, let's create this. What do you see when this is a reality in your life? What do you see? 
when this is a reality in your life, what do you hear other people saying about you? And what's one thing you're saying about yourself? When this is a reality in your life, what does it physically feel like to you? Cool. Can you think of any reason that this would be a bad thing to have? Because we want to test that because there's a belief. If they're like, well, people are going to be jealous, there's going to be trolls, then there's a belief there that we have to also deal with. So we deal with it. But we bring in the, it's, I think it's funny because we're doing the visual, the audio, and the kinesthetic is because the subconscious loves that shit. And you're doing the same thing, just in a different way. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And Renda and I often say this. We do the same thing. We just do it very differently. We say the same thing. We just say it differently, which is why I love her podcast. I was saying the other day that when I listen, I need to video myself listening to one of Brenda's podcasts because I'll be going, huh? Yep. Yes. And I will be going absolutely nuts in my car. It's almost always in my car. Sometimes I play it at home through all my speakers and her voice resonates throughout my house. So let's, but let's talk about, let's talk about not your podcast, but you gifted me a hypnosis sleep meditation tool thing. So basically this was an audio file or this is an audio file and I play it. (laughs) This is so funny. I play it when I'm when I want to go to sleep, which is where I, I, I want you to do it because right, right you can't say oh I don't have time to do this really you're sleeping right <laughs> well what I didn't realize again it's the attention to detail podsters was that it it's not it's intended to put me to sleep and then it keeps going and these thoughts and words and statements play into literally into my subconscious mind because I'm sleeping. So I didn't realize that. And after about three or four days of maybe a week of that of that sleep meditation, I just felt lighter. Like I just felt happier and lighter and just better. I just felt better. I just felt great at like all the time. And it wasn't until for whatever reason I couldn't fall asleep. And I'm like, oh, this this thing keeps going. It keeps going. And it, and I didn't realize that these subconscious thoughts were being put into my mind, and then my mind was acting on them. And to be clear, because some people get freaked out when they hear hypnosis, hypnosis is not mind control. I can't make you do anything that you wouldn't want to do. In hypnosis, it is you are in a deep state of relaxation, which means your conscious mind, the one that's always like, it's out of the way. And your subconscious is taking in the suggestions and your subconscious mind will get what it needs when it needs it. So you might, it might only take in one thing, like you're confident and you're empowered or whatever. It's designed to be used at bedtime because our subconscious mind will automatically replay the last thing we think about. So what do most people do when they go to bed? They either doom scroll, which that's your subconscious mind. Not that, my podsters. Or which is fantastic. Or they'll think about work, all the things they have to do tomorrow or all the things that didn't get done today. Mm -hmm. We want to set your mind up for success. And so when you're in this deeply relaxed state, your mind is actually more aware than you ever are when you're awake. Like your subconscious doesn't sleep. It's always going 24 hours a day, which is why would we not take advantage of this? (laughs) Uh, it's, uh, it, I love it. I love it. 
Not to mention you'll have the best sleeps of your life. Oh. One of my clients calls them his Brenda lullabies. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I do. I actually am like, good night, Brenda. And yes, it solved my sleep problem. I, yeah. Yeah. Because you know why? Because your nervous system is completely regulating. And when your nervous system is regulated, your subconscious mind feels safe to open up to new positive suggestions. Also, I can't make you... Like going back to that, I can't make you do something you wouldn't normally. There's this freaking movie on Netflix and the guy is giving people these commands. He calls them up and then they go like jump in front of traffic or murder people. It doesn't work that way. Unless you as a human being on some level really want to go jump into trap. Like it does, you can't, I can't control you. There's their mind control is false. Yeah. I did. (laughs) That's pretty funny. I don't, I think I need to play that. Okay. So back to. What's holding people back? So new year, new me. I want to, this is the year that I want to change careers. Or no, this is the year that I want to level up my career. Whatever that may look like. It could be changing careers. It could be going for the promotion. It could be opening your own business. What else would you say people need to do to get their mind in the right place? They need to actually figure out what that's going to feel like for them. It's not even the thing really that they want. It's the feeling. What is up-leveling your career going to do for you? What's it going to feel like when that actually happens? And start to get in that frame of mind of like, oh man, when I up-level my career, I'm just going to feel so confident and I'm going to feel unstoppable and I'm going to feel like I can just do anything. That's what you're after. We're not actually after the end result. Right. So get into the... Figure out what is having that desire going to do for you. What's it going to feel like to you? It's going to be exciting. It's going to be thrilling. It's going to be wild. Like just sit and write down all these words. Get into the, what is it giving to you? Why do you want the thing? Why? Why do you want the thing? Because it's never the thing. It's 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 never the thing. Nope. And people who come to me and they're like overachievers and they hit one thing and then they want another thing and then another thing and then another thing. It's because they're not clear on their why. They're just chasing after the dopamine hit mm. of getting a thing. And then they get the thing and they're like, meh, I'm sucked. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at all these people that are driving around in Bentleys and Rolls Royces and they're miserable humans. Yeah. I years ago worked for a man who was very wealthy. He owned this marketing agency. He had all the money in the world. I used to think, oh, my Lanta, like when, if, if, because that was my mindset back then, if I could ever make this amount of money, I'd be so happy. This guy was miserable. He was lonely. He never had relationships. He was angry all the time. I was like, but herein lies the, the, the twist. Then I see this and I'm like, man, this guy has all this money and he's miserable and lonely. So then I start forming a belief that if I have all the money, I'm going to be miserable and lonely. So Mm -hmm. you see how we need to get to the root of where these beliefs come from. People will start working with me and not even realize that at some point their parents maybe made them believe that wealthy people were rude, greedy, and horrible or sellouts. I come from a very blue collar family. My family, they've all worked very hard. So my belief was you have to work exceptionally hard to even make a living. Mm -hmm. And Then when I started making money, I had the belief that I wasn't going to be loved 
because they weren't going to accept me because now I was making more money than people in my family have ever made. It was a false belief, but like there's layers. We're like, I heard this the other, I always say we're like onions, but the other day I heard a great one. We are like seven layer burritos. (laughs) We have multiple layers of stuff that we have to work through sometimes. And we theoretically are not getting rid of a belief or creating new beliefs to support new habits. Core beliefs. Sorry, go ahead. Core beliefs don't, we don't get rid of them. We change them and create supporting ones. So what can happen is if, especially with money beliefs. So if you're working through a money thing and then you deal with it, you're like, oh, I've transformed this belief. New level, new devil. You hit that next level. That belief is probably going to show itself in a different way, but I'm giving you the tools you need to recognize it. So you don't get caught in the shit. So you can go, oh, I recognize that belief. And now we deal with it. And it happens to everybody, even like millionaires. (laughs) Yeah, I remember in one of your podcast episodes, you said you don't just get rid of the limiting belief. You replace it with something else because your sub... I don't remember if you tied it back to your subconscious mind. You cannot. So this is what drives me bananas about generic affirmations or power statements, generic mindset work. If you have a core belief... Mm. You can't just put something where something already is. You can put something to support it and you can start changing the core belief so that it becomes more of a state of peace and non-attachment, but you're not ever completely getting rid of it. Are there times where we get to a core belief and we do the transformation and you never have to deal with it again? Yep, absolutely. But if it's like a deeply rooted thing, it's probably going to come back in different ways when you're growing. Yes. And what I like to say is similar, but not the same. Um, It's a belief. You're not going to get rid of it. You can acknowledge it and work with it. Like, or, or say, this is a belief. This is a feeling. Feelings aren't facts. I often say this about imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I feel like I don't deserve the seat at the table. Okay, that's a feeling. It's not real. It's not a fact. I'm going to deal with the feeling rather than saying I need to change my core beliefs because you because that's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's you have to. Th- this whole thing is really about self awareness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, self aware of like, oh, this is what I believe to be true. This is the behaviors that are I'm creating to support this. Like, and most of them tie back to it has to be hard. <laughs> so, all right. So that so it doesn't have to be hard. And 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 I you said some I remember just now you said one of the things podsters you can do is write out what will it feel like, whatever, whatever your thing is, what will it feel like to have that thing, be that thing, do that thing, whatever. Um, any other, any other like tactical ideas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a ton, guys, okay. Yep. Uh, we could be here for eight hours. So when we're creating something, we always want to create as though it's in the present moment. And that really mind fucks people because they're like, well, if I'm sitting here going, I'm a millionaire and you have $5 in your bank account or whatever, your mind is going to not agree. So changing the language you use. Love it. So you can say, I'm the type of person that elevates my career easily. I'm the type of person that does this. The second you say, I 
am the type of person, your subconscious mind looks at that and goes, yeah, we are that type of person. You can also say, I'm in the process of changing my career, pivoting my business, getting healthy, whatever. Because the moment you say, I'm in the process of, it's a present moment statement. Your subconscious mind goes, yeah, we are in the process of doing that. And the third one is, I'm choosing to. I'm choosing to feel full of energy right now. I had somebody the other day, she was like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. I'm like, how about you tell your subconscious mind, I'm choosing to be full of energy now. Practice that. And she messaged me. She's like, I don't know what kind of witchcraft this is. <laughs> but like the moment I started saying, I'm choosing this, her subconscious mind and her physiology changed and it started to happen. Because again, subconscious mind goes, oh, this is a choice we're making. Mm-hmm. Every second of every day, we get to make a choice. And every second of every day, you get to make a different choice. If the choice you made before, you don't like it. All the choices, everything you see in your reality right now is based on choices you made back there. Yep. And this is how it doesn't have to be heard. All of the choices you're making today, you made a choice to listen to this podcast. That was a great choice because now we're going to help elevate you to get you to the next phase. Yep. And it's like we create in the present moment. Anytime I forget to be grateful for the present moment, I look down at my feet and I remind myself I need to be where my feet are Mm. in the present moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like that. It's like we're not worried about what happened before and we're not focused on the future. We're creating as though it's already here. And I know that's hard for some people, which is why the I'm the type of person I'm in the process of I'm choosing to do. It's a freaking game changer. Yes, I agree. So two things. One, um, I I just want to write this down so I don't forget. Um, I could improve my ability to be in the present moment more. We all could. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like the idea of looking down. I think that's kind of neat. Like, because you where are grounding. my feet? You're looking. Yeah, where are my feet right now? Oh, they're here. <laughs> I love that. I really like that. The other thing, so what you're talking about, and and you you've referred to it a couple times, is acting as if, acting as if, that's your confirmation bias to, or that'll call in your confirmation bias, which is science. Yeah, it I don't that whole acting as if thing also shifts your energy because you don't actually believe it. You have to believe it, <laughs> which is where the I'm choosing to, I'm in the pro because the it negates is right. the word that's believable the confirmation right. bias because right. it's like right, but I'm I'm in the process of doing this. Right. I'm in the process of becoming a seven-figure business owner. Great. Okay. My subconscious mind is like, sweet. <laughs> right, bring it on. So you, your December, so the first episode of every month, Brenda releases mantras. I'm going to call them mantras because I- hey, But you know, can I, I know you hate the word affirmation. I, and I, do. I don't love it because I think of Stuart Smalley from- Saturday I'm, Night I'm, I'm smart enough. I'm, I'm good enough. And people like I'm me. Good yes. enough. So affirmation, if you break it down scientifically, is affirming information. Okay. So she releases these affirming information snippets, (laughs) which I look forward to, and I love them because you can play them on repeat. And one of one of the ones or the December's was uh, something you said that really sticks with me, and you will hear me say this a lot. 
um, energy is currency. So I want to talk about that a little bit. And in terms of your energy or one's energy, that's your currency. You get to choose who gets it, who you Mm -hmm. spend it on, who doesn't get it, what you splurge on with your energy and what you save up for with your energy, right? So talk a little bit about that because I I love that. I listen, energy is foundational to the work I do with people because it is currency. If you're constantly spending your time with people who drain you and then you're like, oh, I need to just like hibernate for two days. There's a problem there. You're leaking energy. I remember somebody saying every time she did a speaking event, she had to intentionally book two weeks off to recover. And I was like, two weeks? Yeah. I was like, so you need two weeks to recover from speaking in front of like 250 people? Like that's an energy leak. You're not managing your own energetic hygiene. Right. You're, you need to like surround yourself with people who lift you up and inspire you and empower you, not suck the life out of you. When I was in corporate, the last few years, I used to joke that I felt like my soul was being sucked out of me. But then in the last year, because I knew I was leaving, I made the choice to change my perception of it. And I took control of my energy again. They didn't get to take my energy anymore. (laughs) And I'm finger wagging, but they didn't. Yeah. And then I started to look at it as a fun experiment. (laughs) And like, I would play with things and be like, okay, if I'm around this person, I feel depleted. So how do I not feel depleted? Oh, right. I prepare myself to be in the space with this person. Right. Also, I'm a recovering people pleaser, like so many people. I had to recognize, I had to set boundaries with myself, not just other people. Love. I had to set boundaries. Like I, here's a great example of a boundary that I'm setting and my parents don't know yet, Um, (laughs) but I'll be telling them on the weekend. So at Christmas time, every year since I've been a kid, it's been very hectic. We visit a ton of people, whatever, whatever. I'm 49 now, Okay. I've decided that the Christmas Eve visiting of a certain group of people, we're not, my boyfriend and I will not be partaking in that one this year because I just don't want to. There are people who we get in the room and all they do is complain. Mm -hmm. They talk about their illnesses, what uh, body parts they've had replaced, right? what isn't going right in their life. And I'm not available for that anymore. Right? And I don't really even know a lot of these people. We only see them once a year. Right. So it's like right. I'm not partaking in that one this year. I'm it's out. Ga- yeah. It's a game changer. When you realize that you get to decide who gets your energy or how you spend your energy, it, it's it's a life, it's a life changer. Life changer. Yeah. I just I'm not, you know, I've been dealing with some health stuff over the past couple of years. I put on a shit ton of weight. And I know <laughs> these particular people, the conversation will be like, oh, well, like what's going on here? Like it's none of your business. Right. And two, I just don't need to give you my energy. No, no. I no. don't care what medication you're on. <laughs> no. So you gave me advice once. I can't, I, I, it was, it was sometimes you can't decide who gets your energy. Sometimes because of commitments. Well, no. Sometimes you can't decide who you are around and who you are exposed to. You know, you just, you simply cannot remove yourself from the situation. Or let me rephrase. 
you're not willing to you're not willing to remove yourself from the situation because of the consequences. So how would you deal with an energy vampire if you have to be in their presence? You have to limit the exposure. You observe, you ah, don't absorb. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Say it again because I read. Like, you observe the situation, you don't absorb it. Yeah. And so sometimes people will say to me, wow, you were really quiet. No, I was just observing. I wasn't getting involved. I wasn't giving you my energy. I'd like, you're just not important to me, which sounds horrible, but the situation is not important enough to me right. to give you my energy. So I'm just going to observe it instead of letting it affect me. I'm and you detach. Yeah. You detach from like, it, really. Yeah. The other thing you can do is you create kind of like, um, a pattern interrupter. So if they're going on about something in your mind, you literally just look at it and go, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> observing, not observing. I love it. I love that. I used I to forgot this, about this sounds horrible, but like I used to do this thing um, and it's an NLP technique, but whatever. My boss would talk to me and he would talk out of his ass a lot. And so he'd be talking and in my head, I was imagining that he was a kitten playing with a ball of yarn. And so I was like paying attention to him and I was nodding my head because I'm watching the yarn, but that was how, what I had to do wow. to start to learn to observe, not absorb. Mm. And then I got to the point where I was just like, that's interesting. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. We have so many, this is so great. So Brenda, we have, you have given us so many tidbits, I'm going to call them, practical calls to action, things, things we can all do. What do you wish, what, what do you want besides it doesn't have to be hard because I know you and I know that's what you're going <laughs> to say. What do you want the podsters to know about the, about living a limitless life? What do you want them to know? I want them to know that like, it's okay to dream bigger and it's okay to want more for yourself. And that doesn't make you selfish in any way, shape or form. And I want them to know that when they allow themselves to dream bigger, amazing things start to happen because your subconscious starts opening you up to possibilities and potentials you didn't even know were there, or maybe they were there, but you couldn't see them. That like to me, allowing yourself to want more for yourself is the number one thing. And it's not, well, once my kids are out of the house, I'll do this. Once this happens, once that happens, no, allow yourself to want more now. And it's not a bad thing and it doesn't make you selfish. And it's not going to be hard. No, it makes, it changes everything. It does change everything. It changes everything. Brenda is amazing. You need to follow her. All of the links are in all of, all of the things are in all of the places. You know what um, else? I'm also going to give you a link to, I have this release and reset meditation. You do? Yeah. Why it's don't I have it? I don't know. I'll give it to you. But it's 15 minutes. You yep. can also listen to it as you're going to bed. But it leads you through this practice of compassion, gratitude, and like releasing the shit that doesn't serve you. And it's Love. really powerful. Love. Okay. Something so we're going to put that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. Podsters, 
I can't think of a better way to start the year. I have been looking forward to this episode for months. Brenda, I am so grateful that you are in my life, my friend. By the way, Podsters, for those of you who don't know, I met Brenda because I sent her a DM on Instagram, right? Yeah, and we hit it off. We were like two peas in a pod. (laughs) I didn't know her. So that is all the more reason, guys. Reach out, make the call, send the DM, lead the call. Do the thing. Do the thing. Peace out, Podsters.